Again, I hope that each of you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is my favorite season of the year, my favorite holiday for many reasons. And some of those reasons I'm going to be sharing with us today as we look at the subject, Why Give Thanks? Would you bow your hearts together with me in prayer? Father, we pause in gratitude and realizing what we're about to embark upon in this study today. I offer myself as a vessel of fresh and new into your hands at this very moment. Please cleanse me with the washing of the blood of your dear Son. Please anoint me with the power of your sweet Holy Spirit so that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable in your sight so that your purpose, your design purpose might be accomplished for each of us as individuals, as families, and as a church collective. Because as for I pray and praises for victories I give in Christ's name, amen. Since we are observing Thanksgiving during this particular time of the year, today we're going to focus on the subject of thanks. And we're going to do so by asking and answering the question, why give thanks? After the first harvest by the New England colonist in 1621, Governor Bradford made provision for a day of thanksgiving and prayer. Gradually, that custom prevailed of appointing thanksgiving after each and every harvest. During the Revolution, Congress recommended a day of national thanksgiving. And in 1817, New York adopted it as an annual custom, and it began to spread throughout other states. A number of our early presidents issued Thanksgiving proclamations, but in 1863, President Abraham Lincoln appointed a day of Thanksgiving. And since then, it has been a national observance. We observe it on the last Thursday of November each year. I don't know if you've ever thought about it or been introduced to the uh, concept, but in both the Jewish faith and in the Christian faith, there is a difference between praise and thanks. The difference is this. Praise refers to the master's goodness, whereas thanks refers to the good that he has bestowed upon us as our master. Praise is acknowledging God for who he is. Thanks is acknowledging what God has done for us. Praise is saying things like, you're holy, you're loving. Thanks is saying things like, I appreciate that you have done this or you have done that for me. 
And so then the question becomes, which should we do? Praise or thanks? The answer to that question is both. It's not either or, but it's both. You and I are instructed throughout the entirety of the Bible that we should be a praising people. We should be a thankful people. Again, since we are observing Thanksgiving during this particular time of the year, today we're going to focus just on the subject of thanks by asking and answering the question, why give thanks? The Apostle Paul penned in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18 and underscored these opening words, in everything give thanks. And as if someone were about to ask the question, well, why? Why are we to give thanks in everything? He continues through Holy Spirit inspiration, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you? So why give thanks? Because it is God's will for us. And notice that we are to give thanks in everything. In the pleasant situations and in the unpleasant situations, you and I are to give thanks in everything, because this is the will of God for us. You and I should adopt, if we haven't already, the philosophy, it could be worse. I want to read the following to illustrate this. Our fourth president, James Madison, was ill, and a friend sent him some pills. President Madison took the pills and wrote to his friend, quote, My dear friend, have taken all the pills. While I can't say that I am better since taking them, it is quite possible that I might have been worse if I had not taken them. I thank you very much, unquote. That's a philosophy that it would do all of us well to adopt and practice. It could be worse. Paul also penned in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20, giving thanks always, underscore, for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I came across this several years ago and made a tremendous impact in my journey of thanksgiving with the Lord. One of the early Christians was an eloquent preacher in Antioch and Constantinople, and his favorite expression was, glory to God for all things. He was taken prisoner and sentenced to exile for his faith. When being dragged through winter snow by soldiers, he begged to be taken into a little wayside church on a cold stone floor. His last words were, glory to God for all things. 
I can't think of better closing words to say. I can't think of better words to be on our tombstone, if you will, before we die, to be the epitaph of our life and living. Glory to God for all things. So why give thanks? I want to focus on some passages in the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 1, beginning in verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father. And again, as if someone is about to ask, well, why give thanks to the Father? I want you to notice four reasons in this verse, which have, number one, made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. What a wonderful reason to give thanks. Number two, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. What a wonderful reason to give thanks. Number three, who has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. What a wonderful reason to give thanks. Then number four, in whom we have redemption or freedom through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. What a wonderful reason to give thanks. And so, as we just noted, there are several reasons in these three verses why we should give thanks. But for the purpose of our study today, I'm impressed to direct us to two reasons. Two reasons why we should give thanks, and these two reasons focus on relationships. Now, those of you who have been here since Rebecca and I have had the privilege of becoming your pastoral couple know how much I believe in relationships, how strongly I emphasize relationships. So, we're going to focus on two relationships as recorded in Colossians chapter 2 and chapter 3. First reason why we should give thanks is that thanks is vital in our relationship with God. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, underscore, abounding therein with thanksgiving? So, the question I need to ask myself and the question you need to ask yourself is this. How should we act and how should we react in regard to what we have received from God and we have been taught about Him? The Bible says we should abound therein with thanksgiving. Now, we don't have time today to look at all the reasons that highlight why you and I should be thankful in our relationship to God. But I do want us to notice a couple that are in the context of this Scripture passage of Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. 
and they portray a relationship with God. First, thanksgiving helps remind us of the blessings and privileges that you and I as believers in Jesus Christ have, blessings and privileges that are so much better than what the world has to offer. Look at the very next verse, Colossians 2 and verse 8. Now, remember the context. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Can you imagine what our relationship with God would be like if you and I would abound in the truth with thanksgiving that our blessings and privileges as Christians are so much better than what the world has to offer. The world can offer us philosophy. The world can offer us vain deceit. The world can offer us traditions of men. They can offer the rudiments of the world but what God provides is so much better than what the world could ever provide to you and ever provide for me. Next, thanksgiving helps provide the potential of us being complete in Christ. Colossians 2 and verse 10, And ye are complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power. My brothers and sisters, can you imagine what our relationship with God would be like if you and I would abound in the truth with thanksgiving that Jesus in us affords us the potential of being complete in Him? Now, I don't know about you, but I will be one of the first ones to admit and confess that I need Jesus because in myself I am deficient and I am not complete. But in Christ, there is that potential. Next, Thanksgiving helps enable us to resist the temptation to yield to the sins of the flesh. Colossians chapter 2, verses 11 and 13. In putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, and you hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses or sins. Oh, my friends, can you imagine what our relationship with God would be like if you and I would abound in this truth, that through the quickening power of Jesus Christ, we can resist temptations. We can't do it on our own. But the Bible says all things are possible to those that believe in Jesus Christ. And then finally, Thanksgiving helps us recognize the importance of baptism and reminds us that you and I can do nothing 
We can do nothing. We can do nothing to save ourselves. Colossians 2, verses 12 and 14. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead, blotting or counseling out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary or hostile to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Can you imagine what our relationship with God would be like if you and I would abound in truth and thanksgiving in this concept? This concept that our burial with Christ, our resurrection in Christ, gives us a new life and reminds us that you and I could not save ourselves. We are converted only by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Salvation is not of works, lest any man should boast. It's by faith and faith alone in the atoning sacrifice that Jesus made for us. How wonderful our relationship with Father God can be as we abound with thanksgiving in the beautiful things we have been taught about Him and received from Him. Second reason why you and I should give thanks is because thanks is vital in our relationship with one another. Colossians chapter 3, beginning in verse 15. And let the peace of God So, you are called in one body, and underscore, and be ye thankful. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, underscore, giving thanks to God and the Father of Him. Did you notice the relationship we're to have with one another that's in these three verses? As with reason number one, we do not have time today to look at all the reasons that highlight why we should give thanks as part of our relationship with one another. But I do want us to notice a few that are in the context of Colossians 3, verses 15 through 17, these verses that portray a relationship with one another. First of all, thanksgiving will affect family relationships. Look at the next verses. Colossians 3, beginning in verse 18. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives 
and be not bitter against them. Children, for this is well pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Question, can you imagine what our family relationships would be like if every wife would be thankful for her own husband? Can you imagine what our family relationships would be like if every husband would be thankful for his wife? This really hit home to me this past week because I violated a principle in this verse. I spoke with bitterness to my wife, and I had to apologize to her. Can you imagine what our family relationships would be like if every child would be thankful for his or her parent or parents? Can you imagine what our family relationships would be like if every parent would be thankful for his or her child or children? I tell you what our family relationships would be like. They would be solid. They would be meaningful in ways that would benefit everyone involved in that family. And there would be no need for divorce courts. There would be no need for abortion clinics because families would be a thankful entity. Next, Thanksgiving can affect the relationship of an employee with an employer and an employer with an employee. Colossians chapter 3, verse 22, and dropping down to chapter 4 and verse 1. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart fearing God. Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal knowing ye also have a master in heaven. Now, as I read these verses, some of you may have been thinking to yourself, well, we don't have masters today, and we don't have slaves or servants, but there is a principle here. And I want to reread these verses and insert the principle. Employees, Obey in all things your employers according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart fearing God. Employers, give unto your employees that which is just and equal, knowing ye also have a master in heaven. Question. Can you imagine 
what our work site relationships would be like if every employee would be thankful for his or her employer? Can you imagine what our work site relationships would be like if every employer would be thankful for his or her employee or employees? I'll tell you what our work site relationship would be like. There would be no need for labor unions <laughs> because we would treat one another fairly and we would be treated fairly in the workforce. You see, Thanksgiving can make all the difference in all the world. Finally, Thanksgiving will affect our overall attitude and actions. Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and 24. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Can you imagine what our productivity, whether mental or physical, would be like? Can you imagine what our productivity would be like if we would be thankful for each and everything we have the opportunity to do as we do it to bring glory and honor to God? Let me reread these verses again. Look at it. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily. Whether it's outside of the church realm or within the church realm, whatever we find to do, do it heartily. Why? Because we're to do it unto the Lord, not unto men. Knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. If you and I would be thankful for what we have to do, what we do would be less laborious and much more meaningful because we're doing it not to please men, but we're doing it, why? To bring glory and honor to God, and we do it with thanksgiving. My brothers and sisters, being thankful is indeed vital in our relationship with God. Dear hearts, being thankful is indeed vital in our relationships with one another. And listen to me closely. You and I should definitely cultivate thankfulness. We should practice thankfulness. We should exercise thankfulness until it becomes habitual. I read the following several years ago and how aptly it applies to this principle. A great violinist once said, mispractice one day, I can tell it. Mispractice three days, 
my friends can tell it. Mispractice one week, everyone can tell. Oh, my friends, I encourage us to cultivate thankfulness, to practice thankfulness, to exercise thankfulness until it becomes habitual. Because to go without being thankful will injure our testimony. Our testimony to ourselves, our testimony to others, our testimony for the glory of God. Several years ago, I wrote the following as a reminder to myself, and I want to read it and share it with you today in closing. What a better world this would be if we did not simply allow a season of the year revolving around the fourth Thursday in November to dictate the reason we are thankful, but rather would allow the reason to be thankful in and for all things to dictate that each moment of the year will indeed be a season of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving means a lot to me because I have discovered that praise and thankfulness is biblical. May I read this one more time? What a better world this would be if we did not simply allow a, reason, a season of the year revolving around the fourth Thursday in November to dictate the reason we're thankful, but rather would allow the reason to be thankful in and for all things to dictate that each moment of the year will indeed be a season of thanksgiving. The fourth Thursday of November has passed. But my brothers and sisters, you and I can ever be a thankful people. Father God, we praise you for who you are. And we thank you for what you mean to us and give to us. Because you tell us that every good and perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Father, enable us through your word and sweet Holy Spirit to become more and more and more the thankful people that you desire us to be, so that indeed we will be giving thanks in all things and for all things, because this prayer I pray and praises I give in Christ's name, amen.